0: I'm Misty, and thank you for listening to the Florting Travel Podcast. On this episode, we're going to go over Lexi's worst trips that were in Bali, Barcelona, Cambodia, and Vietnam. Hope
1: you enjoy. I'm always reluctant to pick out a worst because a lot of them don't have to do with the place. Mm-hmm. Kind of like best is your time and place, I think your worst trips are really about... uh how you were feeling at the time, sometimes who you went with, sometimes like clothing that you went with. I've had clothing take out a trip. So, with that in mind, I definitely feel like worst is super subjective.
0: Okay, so how many did you do? Did you get top five worst trips or bottom five? Bottom I five.
1: could only find four that I would actually call like bad trips. I've had a bunch of trips where like, bad things happen. Like Cuba, getting sick and vomiting for about a day and a half straight wasn't great, but otherwise an amazing time. Mm -hmm. But the four that just like stick out in my mind is not necessarily being my favorites or ones that I would ever want to repeat.
0: (laughs) You would never go back to these countries.
1: I would go back to the countries. I just hope that I never experience anything even remotely similar to what I went through before. Again. okay,
0: so let's go with can you can you rank them like did you ever think about like um absolute what your worst absolute worst was
1: okay, I'm gonna go in order of like least worst to maybe worst, but like the bottom two are pretty much hand in hand um uh-huh. uh, I think I'm gonna go with Cambodia, then Vietnam uh-huh. then Barcelona than Bali
0: okay so we'll start from we'll say should we say the best for last what do you think I mean Bali is actually probably the funny story
1: I feel like we might as well start with Vietnam and Cambodia it's basically kind of sequentially timed except Bali and Barcelona
0: okay so Vietnam and, and Cambodia you're technically backpacking but not backpacking yes pseudo backpacking
1: it's almost like it's one trip when you Think about it because it was one continuous thing but the things about the countries that I had a hard time connecting with were different so like Vietnam was stressful coming from Japan because Japan is such a polite society there's so much emphasis put on the politeness and when you get to Vietnam it it just broke down to where it was a very different world that I was in mm-hmm. also I was leaving behind a life and a job there, and I was excited to finally be getting back to the States. And so what I found is that the four weeks that I was in Vietnam, I started to get lonely, and it hit in different ways. Mm-hmm. But...
0: are kind of like a, an introvert anyway?
1: I am. So I wouldn't have wanted to do that trip, especially for that amount of time with anyone else, because I actually might have committed murder by the end of it. This. There's yeah, just that. there's a distinct possibility that only one person would have left
0: alive. Okay, so run through the list of everything that went wrong. No details, just run through the list.
1: Okay. Um, Vietnam. I mean, Vietnam, rats running across a kitchen in a restaurant that I'm eating in. That's your
0: food, so what's wrong with that? Moving
1: on. Rats in my hotel room.
0: Oh, they're sharing with you? Yeah.
1: Fees? Um, getting scammed out of some money at a train station being stuck on an overnight sleeping car with like strangers and a guy above me dangling his feet over my bed. Okay, um,
0: <laughs> he told him
1: to be free. <laughs> right, his dirty ass feet, just hang it all in my face area.
0: <laughs> I remember actually like, if he, if he doesn't pick up his fucking feet, we're going to have a problem.
1: <laughs> really thought we were. Um, oh, an ant infestation in one of my hotels just all in my, uh, my bathtub.
0: Oh, nice, where you shower.
1: Yeah, that was, it was fun. When I like looked in, I was like, what is this? Uh, I mean, I think those are like the main things, which I suppose in a week would make it like truly atrocious. In a series of four weeks, it's not too bad, I guess. Didn't you
0: have the, what was the, was this Vietnam when you had the bug issue? It was like the bugs that were on the outside of the window. They were just like layered on the window.
1: Oh, you know what? That came with the ant infestation.
0: Oh, they repaired.
1: Yeah, it was the same hotel room. They like they had a bug problem outside and inside. It was just everywhere.
0: So what did you do? Like how? Okay, how did you deal with the bug problem? Because like cleanliness is next to godliness. Nobody wants to pay to be in a fucking hovel.
1: Um. So the bugs came before the rats, and I thought I can live with these bugs for like the two days that I'm here because I'm not just going to like hop out of this hotel that I've already paid for.
0: Was this a three star accommodation? Because you previously stated that part of your travel requirements are three stars. This got three stars.
1: It did get three stars. On booking? No, it wasn't on booking. I don't know who I booked it through. I think I was just like booking hotels outright, like based on TripAdvisor reviews. Uh And normally TripAdvisor reviews are super helpful, but clearly not in this situation. I... Don't remember the hotel, but it was in Hoi An, mm-hmm. which is um, on the coast in Vietnam. And it's a beautiful place. I got like some clothes custom made while I was there, but like just the hotel situation. Oh, Hoi An was also where I took a tour of a rice paddy and I fell in. In the,
0: in oh, the rice like paddy. A soft marsh. Yeah, I just, yeah.
1: I slipped off the side and I was like <laughs> waist deep in a rice paddy. They actually had to like haul me out of there and then take me around <laughs> back to a corner to hose me off. Ah. Yeah. And
0: if anybody knows, uh rice paddy fields like our farm with manure. Yeah, it's <laughs> it is mush. It's like literal oh. mud, grass, and just marsh and it's and cow shit. Yeah. There you go.
1: No, that had
0: It was great for your skin though. Uh,
1: yeah. That's...
0: So did you finish the tour after you fell in?
1: Yeah, I mean I I was already in a truck like out there in a rice paddy, and the next they were taking us to the beach. I had no option of like going back to my hotel without finishing this tour, so after they hosed me off, I just stood outside in the sun, dried off, and went to the beach.
0: And then after the beach you went back to the bug-infested hotel to get Yeah, the to bathroom, wash off. Yeah. With the ants.
1: Mm-hmm. That's how fun that was. It was a really good time in Hoi An. That's... So where
0: did you see the rats in your hotel room?
1: okay. So that was down in Ho Chi Minh City. I was doing a tour, oh, no, I'm sorry. That was doing a tour of the Mekong Delta. Uh And I thought, I don't know what I thought. I thought it was gonna be beautiful, like pristine river and a riverboat cruise, but it's actually like this muddy brown water. It's just like flowing down like sludge. (laughs) I thought, well, this isn't really what I wanted. And I'm out here with mosquitoes getting ate up. And I'm like just burning. It's hot. I thought, well, this is fine. I can live with three days of this. Again, because like you're doing days at a time. I can make this work. Uh But then they get to the hotel. Now, here's where I went wrong. Here's where I needed to be smarter. And this really instilled in me that you have to stay in really nice hotels when you're in countries where the dollar goes farther. So they had an option of, three-star accommodation or five-star accommodation. Now, granted, I didn't have a job, so I thought, oh, I'll just do three-star accommodation, it's just for a couple of days, and 3 is still three-star.
0: Right.
1: Everyone else on the tour took five-star accommodation. <laughs> so when they dropped me off from the tour, I was the only person that got off the bus, and I'm like, hey guys, where are we going? Where, where are you guys going? They're like, oh, we're going to our hotel, and I was like, oh, okay, um, I guess I'm here. <laughs> So I go in, I check in, and I go upstairs, and, like, the floor is dark where my hotel is. I'm thinking, well, they should have some lights. There's, like, one light on, but it's, like, a menacing, like, eh, ah, ah, one light in the corner. <laughs> and I thought, I wonder if there's anyone else on the floor, and I don't see anyone. I'm thinking, I really hope, aside from being the only one dumb enough on this tour to stay in Three Star, I'm not just the only one dumb enough in this country <laughs> to <Being> stay. <laughs> yes. So I, t- I, I dropped my bag off and I think I'm just going to go downstairs and like have dinner. So I had dinner and I came back up and I opened my uh, door and out like goes a rat, which like freaked me out. And then I look inside and there's a spider on the wall, which is a, a common recurring theme that I got to experience on this backpacking journey uh-huh. is just spiders all over my room. And I couldn't figure out which was worse, the spider or the rat. I'm pretty sure they're both like, I mean, rats are pretty filthy, but the spider could kill me.
0: So how did you, listen, how did you not get it in your suitcase? Because you imagine carrying around the spiders and it was actually you?
1: Oh my goodness, that would freak me out so much. So how did um, you make
0: sure it didn't get in your bag?
1: Oh, I didn't even, like, open my bag. I just decided to sleep in my clothes.
0: The same clothes you fell in the rice paddy with?
1: No, this is a different day. This is after the rice paddy, thank goodness, because I still would have slept in them. I, wouldn't, I didn't open my suitcase or my backpack. And I was like, man, I got a shower. And I thought, you know what? They just have like little plastic with the, the bar soap in there. Just rub that on my body. I, I'm not even going to pull out my loofah today. Because then I thought, again, we can maybe make one more night work with this. I've committed to it. Or I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go check on them and see if I can get into the five star hotel. But then that morning, I went down to have breakfast, and they're serving, like, this stew, and I think everything's okay. And I feel like I hear, like, a little right. sound. It's like, no, nah, I don't hear anything. I'm fine. And then I see something just kind of go running. Uh-huh. But, again, I'm like, you're probably just seeing things because you didn't sleep very well last night because you were up on Spider and Rat Watch. <laughs> So I very well could have been, like, hallucinating. never happened before, but this could be the day that it started. Well, I then definitely see a rat go under my table, under the cloth. Thankfully, it didn't run across my foot, and I see it go out the other side as I'm eating breakfast. And I'm like, you know what? That's okay. This is going to be one of those times I just don't eat. And I think, I'm not staying here again. So I go upstairs. I get my bag. I... I don't even remember if I checked out. I think I just left. <laughs> just
0: left <the> <laughs> and, I remember yeah. you texted me. You were like, I just saw a rat run across the floor. I was like, yes. he said, in my hotel. I said, you're like, I'm trying to eat breakfast. I said, oh, that's rat right there. Yeah.
1: Delicious. Oh, I was disgusted. So I take my full bag back with me to like the tour bus, and they're like, oh, why do you have this? <laughs> I said, I'm not going to stay there again tonight. Can you just, like, take me back to the city? Like, well, you have, it like, another two days on your trip. And I was like, no, that's okay. I just want to go back. Well, we don't have any room on the bus. I will sit on the floor. I'm going back (laughs) to the city, and I'm going back on this shuttle. (laughs) Because I'm not taking other transportation. And they're like, well, I mean, can you tell us what was wrong? I was like, there were rats. And they sound like, oh, I mean, like, but what else was wrong? That's it. What more do you need? (laughs) I said, I'm not staying here. Here's my bag. I'm on, this tri- I'm on this bus now. And so they're like, fine, fine, we'll figure it out. And I was like, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's it. But you know, that's a cultural thing. Like, I don't want to say it's a cultural thing. I'm just going to say that if you're, there's that many rats, they're just used to rats. They're
1: yeah. Well, like assume it's like people who see rats like on the subway in New York, you're like, oh, that's a fact of life. So not for your life. No, not for mine. So I left there and I ended up just getting a, a nice hotel, and I was serious this time. I was like, we're not...
0: So you lost the two days of extra money that you had. I
1: did, but it was worth it. I couldn't live like that anymore. I was sleep-deprived. <laughs> I was, dirty. like, starving. <laughs> I just didn't know what was going to happen, and the Mekong Delta wasn't all that I thought it would be, so I thought, <laughs> that's okay. Just go enjoy Ho Chi Minh City, which was awesome. Like, once I got there, I was like, oh, thank goodness. I feel like I'm just back in civilization. It's They had museums again, the food was good, like, got some great pho. I was like, okay, I can live like this. Uh-huh. But then after my... <laughs> wait, there's more? No, well, after, like, my stay in Ho Chi Minh City, then I was supposed to be, like, moving on to Cambodia. Right. And what was ironic is that I then had to, like, figure out my situation because the tour that I was on was supposed to take me into Cambodia.
0: Oh, but because you left them.
1: I had to figure out my own transportation. So I thought, that's fine. I'm just going to book a shuttle and go over. However... I was on like my last day and I thought, well, I don't need any more of like the Vietnamese money. So just go ahead and spend it all. Mm-hmm. So like buy different things, have fun, live it up, drink a bunch of coffee. Cause if you haven't, have you had Vietnamese coffee? N-
0: not, no.
1: It's really good. So their coffee is like super thick as you'd be used to from the Middle East. And then they uh, put condensed milk in it.
0: Oh, like a Spanish latte. So it's like Turkish coffee. Yes. With The sludge with condensed
1: milk, but without like the spices that come in Turkish coffee, so it's okay. very sweet.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I was drinking that like forty going north. I I was probably super jittery all the time between the sugar and the caffeine. I'm trying but... to run
0: away from the rats. to <laughs> <I'm gonna> beat beach, <laughs> <you>, bitch. <laughs> <Don't> get me. <laughs> well, I just couldn't go to
1: sleep. You're like rat watch. So with that in mind, I um I had to figure out all my situation. However, I just come from Japan now. Japan would never make one of my worst lists, but this was like one of my worst experiences. So I'm going to throw this in for context so that you understand the struggles that I started on this trip with. Uh It started off on the bad foot. When I was leaving Japan, I had like a Japanese bank account Mm -hmm. and... I had a bunch of money in there Mm -hmm. and I thought, okay, I'm going to transfer it home. Mm -hmm. Now everyone thinks like, oh, Japan is like super high tech. Everything's like great because you have toilets that sing to you and like have little running water sounds while you're going to the bathroom, which is great. But their banking system isn't there. They still believe very heavily in faxes. And one of the things that I got when I got there is something called a honko, And it's just, like, a little stamp that typically is your name in Japanese or, like, the symbol. Uh-huh. Alexandra or Lexi does not have a translation in Japanese, so they just picked something out for me. Who knows what it said? Who knows what it meant? <laughs> but I use that. So instead of, like, signing or putting your initials on anything, you stamp it. Uh-huh. Well, I had made the mistake. I accidentally put my honko in... Um, my bags that I was shipping home.
0: Oh no. So
1: as I was getting ready to leave, I was going to the bank and they're like, do you have this? And I was like, no, I don't, but you know me. The reason why they know me is because every month I would go there and I would wire money back to the States. And they only had one person there who spoke English. Right. So every month for two and a half years, I spoke to the same woman,
0: Right.
1: exact same woman. And I mean, I do stand out in Japan. I know it's crazy to believe, but (laughs) this is not what everyone looks like there. No. So I'm, right? So I'm like, I feel like she should know me. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I forgot it. But here's like my passport. Here's my, um, my ID, like my Japanese ID. I was like, I'll sign it. I'll initial, whatever you need. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, without that stamp though. I like, yeah.
0: But, where, but the stamp. Yeah, I was
1: like, yeah, but I mean, a, I don't have to stamp. B, I don't know what that stamp said. I couldn't even like recreate what that stamp is because I never even learned it, right. which is maybe silly. But I don't even think they would have let me recreate the
0: stamp. Sitting over there stenciling it. Like, Listen, this is what it looked
1: like. It was just swiggles. I got you. Right. And so they're like, well, maybe if you go to the main branch, I was like, but. I couldn't even go to my branch. They told me to go to this branch. So I get on a train, go to another branch, and they're like, no, you got to go back to the branch that uh, you created your account with, which is where I was at. So I go back to them, like, hey, I was just here. I had to get on a train, take like 40 minutes to go to another branch, and they told me to come back here. Same woman. Same woman from two and a half years of interaction that I'm talking to. So I really do need to transfer my money. Oh, can't without that stamp, though. (laughs) And at this point, I'm like, oh my goodness, civility is breaking down. I'm about to become a different person <laughs> at this moment because you're telling me, as I'm telling you, I'm leaving the country tomorrow to never return again, and you're telling me that you can't transfer my money. <laughs> so I start getting loud because, I mean, what, what else are you going to do?
0: What else do you do?
1: So at the point where I'm yelling, I was like, I want to talk to a manager.
0: <laughs> <The> manager. <laughs>
1: Exactly, so they bring the manager out, and she's translating, and I mean, who knows what the manager's saying, because I'm pretty sure she knows I don't speak Japanese at this point, so he could be like, what is this crazy woman doing, and she could be saying, I just told her she needs a stamp, and she's telling me she doesn't have the stamp, and I'm telling her life doesn't go on without the stamp. So, finally, they're like, well, fine, we'll take your signature.
0: How, many, how, long, did, how long did that take?
1: I So... I was there for an extra two hours just that time. I had been in there before for like maybe 30 minutes and gone to another bank mm. at another station. So altogether, this is like a five-hour process to get my money out. Your money. My money. My own money in my account <laughs> from this woman who seems to know me. I mean, she should know me, but clearly she acted like she didn't. <laughs> so finally, they're like, yeah, we'll go ahead and transfer it. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that doesn't seem right. I'm not going to let you transfer it when I've just yelled at you (laughs) and told you I'm leaving the country to never return. (laughs) Because if you mess up this paperwork, you barely believe in email. What am I going to do? Fax you to try and figure out where you sent my money. So I'm like, you know what? That's okay. Just give it to me all in cash. So they gave (laughs) yeah, I'm not even joking. I was like, I'll take the cash. And they're like, Oh, but you need your honko to get the cash. I was like, I will flip a fucking table if you mention a honko one more time. So I, I pulled out like eight thousand dollars in cash in yen, and that's what I just took with me everywhere I went.
0: So you carried eight thousand dollars with you? In yen. Yes. God, forbid you got robbed.
1: Exactly. So every day when I was leaving hotels, I had the struggle. of was, I was like. Do we think someone's going to like steal from inside the hotel or would I be mugged? I thought, you know what, let's just do half and half. (laughs) The (laughs) 50-50 chance. So we keep four with me, four over there, so that at least I'll always have some money unless it goes real bad and I get mugged and they rob my hotel room. I'm sorry. (laughs) So you just stuck? (laughs) I really... It was in a bad situation, but mind you, so now I've traveled down like Vietnam and I'm like exchanging money when I need to. Uh But then I'm about to get on the bus to Cambodia and I, I don't know what was going through my mind. I think I was so thrown by the rats and like (laughs) the fact that I didn't get to Cambodia in the initial way I planned and like, okay, we're just going to do this bus. Didn't occur to me. I'd have to pay for a visa. And I just spent all of my money, like my Vietnamese money. Cause I thought, well, if I had to do a visa, I'm sure they'll be able to like exchange money at the border.
0: Right.
1: But no, they couldn't, they didn't take cash <laughs> or no, they would take cash, but not Japanese yen, which I mean, surprise, surprising Cambodia, <laughs> and Vietnam border, they won't take Japanese money. <laughs> so I'm at the border and I'm like, um, well, I mean, what do you mean a visa and money? So. <laughs> I was like, so I got this yen. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, well, obviously we don't take that. And then they're like, do you have Vietnamese money? I was like, no, do you have Cambodian money? I was like, if I can transfer, they're like, well, we don't have an office here to exchange money. And they're like, well, do you even have U.S. dollars? We'll take U.S. dollars. Because in Cambodia, they do a weird thing where they take a mixture of both, and they give you your change back in U.S. and Cambodian money. Way to fuck you. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So you're sitting there with, like, a calculator trying to, like, convert and do math, which math is not my strong suit by any means. So (laughs) general addition stumps me sometimes. So then trying to do, like, multiplication, division, conversion, and addition, I was like, I'm going to have to take your word for it, but I also don't trust... What you've just done. And I mean, I wouldn't trust banking after what I'd been through.
0: Right.
1: So I'm at the border. Like, it's just a bus and we're supposed to be moving on and I'm holding us up because I don't have money to get into the country. And I'm like, well, please don't let this bus leave me because we're not like by a city. We're hours outside of the city. And
0: What time I, was it?
1: Thankfully, it was daytime still. Okay. It was like maybe three in the afternoon. They're like, well, if you just walk about like half a mile down this road, there's an ATM. And I was like, why is the ATM half a mile down the road? And is the ATM in Cambodia? Because maybe I just keep walking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me I can cross over your country down there? Right, just to get some money.
1: And I was like, well, I've got my ATM card, but I have no money in my U.S. account because I never got to transfer it when I was in Japan. So I'm like, okay, so, you know, there's almost, like, I, in my heart, feel like it's worse being poor than it is knowing you have money, but you have no access to the money. Is
0: that right?
1: So I'm like, well, I've got this, I've got a whole bunch of cash and I don't know what to do. So... It, I don't know why it didn't occur to me to just like take money and like pull money out on my credit card. And I was like, man, I don't want to do that. That just seems like it's a bad deal.
0: <laughs> who's going to take a cash advance on a credit card yes. when I'm carrying yen?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I had a breakdown in logic apparently because it was all too much. So finally I tell the woman on the bus who's arranging the visas. I was like, here's what I'm going to do. The visa's $25. I'm going to give you Forty dollars in yen. I don't care about the extra. I was like, you guys just pull it out of your money, you trans like you exchange it when you want to and pocket the the rest right. as a tip. And she looked super suspicious, like, what are you trying to pull? Because she didn't like pull out her phone to do an exchange. And I was like, no, I'm giving you more money than it is so that you can take the extra. Right. And thank goodness either she was tired of dealing with this and didn't <laughs> want to put me off the bus since I had paid for it. Or she maybe thought I looked trustworthy, but she's like, fine, I'll take the yen. We'll get you your visa. And she did that. And so now we're getting into the country. And I was like, okay, like things are turning around.
0: Crisis averted.
1: Yeah. But then she's like, so where do you want to be dropped off? There's two stations. There's a main station. And then there's this other station. And I was like, okay, well, let's figure this out. It's like, well, here's where my hotel is. How close can you get me to my hotel since I've got no money and I can't take a ticket? Like a cab. What am I going to do? Get into the cab and hop out and be like, excuse me, do you take Yen? <laughs> so she's like, well, here's this one. W- like, we can do the mini station. It'll get you, like, close enough. So it's like 9 p.m. They drop me off. And this is similar to the, uh, the shuttle situation in the Mekong Delta where I'm the only person exiting the bus. Everyone's still on. <laughs> I'm like, why does this keep on happening to me?
0: again! Get- what
1: am I doing? What am I doing wrong? Three stars. Clearly... <laughs>
0: Three stars in Southeast Asia. That's what you yep. doing
1: wrong. So I I've got my big suitcase that I told you. <laughs> I'm I'm just rolling it along with me thinking it's nighttime and I thought it was gonna be like a real border where I was gonna be able to get a um uh, oh a sim card for my phone, but I have no idea how to get to my hotel. No idea how to get there. And so I'm just rolling Walking along the street in the direction that they pointed at me, they're like, oh, if you go like this way, it's like your hotel's in that direction. That's like telling me, follow the North Star. You'll find it.
0: Okay, so we're back from our break. We left off, um, okay, you had the the money issue getting your visa going into Cambodia. Mm-hmm. You've now come through. Mm-hmm. They've dropped you off at some obscure bus station. Yes. 9 o'clock at night. Go.
1: Okay, so I'm just like walking along thinking, what am I going to do? And I don't know why, but it finally hit me. Go ahead and take that cash advance on your credit card. It might be worth it at this point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. Were you scared? Or you were just like, what can I do to save my life? Or was it just Um, like, why am I being cheap?
1: It was like a mixture of both. Because part of me was thinking, you know what you didn't do? Check to see how safe this is. And you're literally walking around still with like, maybe at this point, $7,500 $7,500 on you, <laughs> in yen still, but still money, and all of your belongings, right? including like your laptop and your iPad and your phone, right. you think, what if someone just like takes your entire suitcase, what do you do then, so I thought... There's a vestibule. I'm just going to figure out this money situation. Take some money out of an ATM. A
0: what? A vestibule?
1: Yeah, just like a little... Um, so it's like 9 o'clock at night. And normally, you know, like, obviously the bank is closed. But you can just get in, get, like, get to your ATM. Okay. I see some people walking in after me. And I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't put my card in here. Maybe I should just keep on wandering. <laughs> but thankfully, they're in a similar situation. They're just trying to get money. Like, not not really similar.
0: Not your money. No. They're <laughs>
1: No, I mean, not a real similar situation as far as how desperate they are. They don't have bags with them. Right. So I finally take some money and then like a tuk-tuk or like one of those little wagon, basically, things pull up. And I was like, okay, I just need to get to my hotel. And now I've got money to pay you, so take me. (laughs) But what's funny is that for some reason, I only pulled out like $100.
0: (laughs) You are really on top of me. I am not paying you this 3.5% plus exchange fee.
1: Right? I don't know what was going through my mind. I think I thought, I'm just going to go ahead and exchange money tomorrow. We're going to be good.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: Well, I get to my hotel, I check in and then I ask them like, Hey, where is the closest, um, exchange? I'm going to go tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. They're like, Oh, it's like right down the street. Super convenient. However, (laughs) it's the Cambodian New Year's. So all of the banks and exchange places are going to be closed for three days.
0: So is this a three-star or a five-star hotel?
1: This was like a four-star and it was wonderful.
0: And they didn't exchange at the hotel? They didn't
1: for some reason.
0: They didn't exchange money period or they didn't exchange yen?
1: I don't know if they, I think they maybe didn't exchange yen. Damn. I know. So then I'm thinking, I was like, well, I've got three days with no money. Like, this is getting bad. One afternoon was kind of devastating, but thinking of, like, three days. So I thought, well, I guess every meal I eat is going to be at the hotel, and I'm just going to have to keep on charging it to the room and pay it off with my card. Which, again, I'm thinking, you're just going to pay it with your card. Why not just pull out So it never
0: occurred to you to go do another advance?
1: No, I'm not... I'd like to believe I'm smart in most situations, but this is one of those situations where I wasn't really living in a smart way. So I find one exchange place that was open, and I'm sure I probably got, like, the worst rate, but finally (laughs) I pulled out, like, a substantial amount of money because I'm not going to have this problem anymore. And from there, like, most of the trip turned around, especially in, like, um... I'm gonna say it wrong, Phnom Penh or Nome Penh, which is the capital city of Cambodia, I wanna believe. Um, it ended up being really nice. It was their New Year's, so I couldn't go to like uh, their main, I guess it's not really a castle, but like their main area of government. But I was able to go to like the killing fields, which is not what I'd describe as a fun situation. <laughs> right? uh, well, cause I didn't realize, so during the Vietnamese or the Vietnam war, they had like just mass genocide going on and they lost a quarter of their population because their leader Pol Pot was so intensely into um, communism that he decided everyone's gonna leave the city and we're gonna return to agriculture. So move to the country and learn how to be a farmer. But, like, imagine someone telling you, your job is done. Go to the country and be a farmer.
0: Mm-hmm. You're to revolt.
1: Yeah. In no, no. In addition
0: to the, Vietnam- the Vietnamese war we were having with Yeah.
1: Them? This is, like, right next door, and he's doing this because he's like, we're communist, and we're going to start growing things. But here's the thing. It wasn't a revolt. It was, like, people going, not knowing what they were doing, and starving to death. Damn. So, like, at least maybe an eighth of the population just starved to death, and then the other eighth were just murdered by his people.
0: That's exciting.
1: Yeah. So like when you're going to like the killing fields, it's what you think of. It's like people that tried to resist and they just line them up and they wouldn't even shoot them because it used um, like bullets were too expensive. So they were literally like beating people to death in just a line. And I don't I don't know what the times were like, but maybe like (laughs) anyway, it was I would never call it fun, but it's something that I feel like you have to do if you go there.
0: Okay. So, <laughs> but well, that, that took a turn. I wasn't wasn't
1: expecting that. Yeah, I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't expecting really that.
0: Expected. Okay, I mean, so
1: history is everything. <laughs> some fucking perspective for you. <laughs>
0: right? Okay, so, um they say one of the things you get when you do solo travel, mm-hmm. especially when you're like by yourself and you're backpacking, you get fatigue, right? You get mm-hmm. a solo travel fatigue and then you, yeah. you start whatever is normal common sense. You kind of just forget because you're so tired, especially from moving around. Yeah. So do you think that's what kind of made uh, Cambodia and Vietnam a negative? Well, no, because Vietnam you started, but... Well,
1: what's weird is that it hit me more in Vietnam. I think I was going through a, like a massive culture shock in Vietnam. Uh-huh. And like, you go from like basically just take your life right now and you transplant yourself, and suddenly you're on your own. You're figuring everything out. Mm-hmm. And granted, I never had real language problems because English is pretty commonly spoken. So that wasn't a challenge. But you're just really out of your element. And in Vietnam, I felt it so intensely. I'm like, I I don't know what to do here. Everything feels different. Like, right. everything. And then in Cambodia, I was finally, like, getting used to that. But there would be times when I'd be by myself. So I stayed at an eco-lodge. I left... Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I thought, I was like, Eco Lodge sounds so romantic and wonderful. It's gonna be beautiful. I'm gonna be like, commune with nature. Never in my life have I ever had any type of like satisfying experience communing with nature, but I thought that this was gonna be the time that changed it. So I get to this Eco Lodge and I'm like, oh, it's like this beautiful house on stilts. It's like a traditional Cambodian house. And I, I realize it's on stilts. And I need to take up my uh, my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How much does the suitcase weigh? <laughs> oh, it had to be like
1: I paid overweight fees for sure. So it was probably oh, about nice. like 55 to 60 pounds.
0: My goodness. So okay, so you went from bugs in the bathtub that mm-hmm. weren't supposed to be there to volunteering to be in the outdoors where they naturally live.
1: Why well, didn't occur to me that that was a part of like an eco tourism right. life? So I like bumped my big bag all the way up the stilts because like, they showed me to my my little cottage and then walked away (laughs) like I wasn't carrying this bag, which is a common trend I found in Cambodia. (laughs) They looked at my bag, they looked at me, and then they walked away. They would not help me carry that. I was like, you know, that's fine. I was going to tip now that I have money, but (laughs) but now I won't. So I bring it upstairs. I get in there, get into the shower, and I see a big spider, like this big of a spider Mm -hmm. on the wall. Mm -hmm. I was like, what is this with showers? Why does this? Obviously. And I feel like so accosted in my life in general with showers and bugs. Because this happened in Cuba too with the mosquitoes. Because someone, not me, but someone who was sharing a room with me did leave the window open. And mosquitoes just like infiltrated the bathroom.
0: These are rural homes that do not have screens Mm -hmm. because they want all of the air to flow in. Mm -hmm. And they're one with nature. Who would have thought that the mosquitoes would have came through and then landed into the shower?
1: Oh, I mean, that's a surprise. An open window in a wet environment. Well, nevertheless, in Cambodia, I got to experience that before with a spider. And I was like, man, this is just bringing me back to Vietnam." Vietnam. Right. Vietnam. I was having flashbacks, so it's, so I know, but what's even more fun is that the shower only brings out, like, ice-cold water. It's just, like, water from the lake.
0: Oh, that's, I mean, that's eco.
1: Yeah, no, it's awesome. And then they have, like, this giant thermos in there with, like, <laughs> boiling hot water, like you're supposed to make your own warm water, but I, I wasn't shower. understanding how that logic worked, so I, like, I had taken out some of the hot water and thought, well, just splash yourself with it, and so I did. <laughs> and I'm like, shh, that's hot. That's like really hot, which I probably should have known when I felt it. And so then I'm like, okay, fine. You splash yourself with like boiling water and then you get into like ice cold water and you like rinse off. And that's what I just kept on doing to finish up that shower. And I thought, well, I don't want to do another shower here, but I'm staying for two nights.
0: (laughs) Did you quit again?
1: Oh, I was ready to. So I like I got into bed and I thought we're going to figure out some options. And then I see the spider show up again because I never got to kill it in the shower. It like got away from me because I'm like over there boiling, freezing and just living that life. So I couldn't even worry about the spider at that moment because I thought I had burns and frostbite simultaneously. <laughs> So I see the spider and I think, okay, it's right on the floor, kill it. So I try and get a shoe and I slab in the floor, but the spider, I see it scurrying under the bed. And I'm like, well, now it knows that I'm a threat to its life. I can't go to sleep. So again, another night of spider watch, just staying up like, I'm going to catch this. I just, I know it's coming for me now. It's seen me twice and clearly it seems to be gravitating toward where I am. So the next morning I think, you know what? carry that big bag down these <laughs> stairs. <laughs> We're going to go up to the front desk and say, "You know, I've had a lot of fun, but and I really enjoyed everything here, but I think I'm going to check out early and just like head on up north." Right. And they're like, "Oh, okay. Yeah. But the bus doesn't come for another like 2 days when you're supposed to check out." And I was like, "Oh, like what do you mean though? Like the bus is just not going to come?" They're like, "Yeah, it only comes like twice a week. So it dropped you off was once. And then like, when it's supposed to pick you up, it's the second. It's like, oh,
0: okay. So how do I get out of here, guys? That's yeah. What I'm really Where do you live? Are you gonna leave here? <laughs> Let me take right. the Give me so, on your bike.
1: <laughs> so I roll my suitcase back out, roll it back up the stairs, and I just figure I'm gonna have to get along with the spider.
0: <laughs> so would you say that this compares to Bali because Bali was one of your worst? Bali was
1: worse to me. Because Bali had like this many bad experiences in, like, four days' time.
0: But, Whereas, like, okay, so what about Barcelona? Because Barcelona was also bad. However, that's a city.
1: So I would say it's, oh, do you mean as far as, like, whether you're in the country or in a city? Or do you mean as just... I mean, just, just
0: worse is, so bad is bad, right? Yes. Yeah. you were in, Barcelona is a metropolitan, mm-hmm. as concrete. Mm-hmm. Most of the time they have central air. Mm-hmm. So why was Barcelona a bad trip? Just touch on the top three reasons.
1: Well, one, I didn't pack right. So we were going on this vacation. Like, we're going to be fabulous. We're going to get some Instagram-worthy pictures, which is not really my forte. Mm -hmm. But I thought, we're going to do it this time. Right. And, like, we just, I get all these dresses. I'm like, I'm going to look so flouncy and just, like, perfectly Spanish. I got this. And we get there, and it's about... 15 degrees cooler than what I was planning for so I've got like these tank top dresses and one sweater and I ended up wearing this one sweater the entire time (laughs) and it's it was freezing and it wasn't an ugly sweater it just it ended up in
0: every picture exactly
1: it became ugly to me when I realized how bad it looked on top of these cute (laughs) ass dresses that it was obscuring Right. so that was kind of rough Also, first day there, they canceled one of my tours. So this is like a trip. I thought it was going to be like London. Like, I planned it. It's ready. Everything.
0: Let me tell you. The itinerary for Barcelona was phenomenal. We received a two-page PDF with everybody's. Uh, flight information, the Airbnb information, emergency contacts, I'm talking about events. Almost
1: everybody's time. flight information, Misty decided to send over. Um, I haven't booked my flight, but the flight's tomorrow. Like, we're, we're meeting tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'm going to book it. Okay, well, can you book it and let me know? Yeah, I'll let you know tomorrow, like when you arrive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I made it, though. Okay, so uh, so the, 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 the trip was going to be like boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. I've already been to Barcelona, so I've done a lot of the stuff.
1: Um, some of it was new to you.
0: Some of it was new to me. But I mean, I like Barcelona.
1: Yeah, but it's the trash. tour that they canceled at the last minute was new to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, or no, was not new to you. You had done it before. We were supposed to do a full day, go to um, Sagrada Familia, which is Gaudí's church that has been in under construction for like 100 years now. Literally. Yeah, literally 100 a years. For another
0: 100 years. <laughs>
1: right. And then we were going to do a fast pass and get to go into Parkway or Parkwell which is also designed by Gaudi it was gonna be a good experience great for photos and then at 9 o'clock at night after we were up on top of a mountain and all the transportation was gone and we literally had to start walking down in the dark with no lights whole other story then I get an email granted I get the email after we finally got cell service because we had no service when we were just walking down this mountain in the dark that had no sidewalk we're just in tree line but then I get an email saying, Hey, we've canceled your tour for tomorrow. We're happy to give you your money back. And I was like, I didn't want my money. I wanted the experience. Well, those two are very difficult things to like, there are a lot of tours for them, but it's hard to get a tour going inside. It's hard to get like, skip the line passes. You have to get it in advance. Mm -hmm. And it was boom, boom, boom. Every minute was accounted for. So if we didn't do it that day, it was going to be very hard. It was going to be like shifting things, and we'd already spent money on everything.
0: Right, because she paid for everything ahead of time, so it was like yeah. no money out of pocket.
1: Which is nice when you show up that you have it all taken care of, but that like, that was a crushing blow at the beginning of a vacation because those are the two things that you can't really go to Barcelona, and it's like saying I went to Paris, didn't see the Eiffel Tower, I went to Rome, and didn't see the Colosseum. Mm-hmm. So having those, like, Almost pushed out of the picture was really difficult because then in my mind, I'm like, well, now I'm out of vacation mode and into planning mode and trying to like rearrange everything when money's already on the table. So that really pushed like between being freezing constantly and like plans just starting to crumble and erode under my very feet. Barcelona was a struggle.
0: But do you think it had something to do with, like, because it was also a tough time in your life, and typically when you're going through a hard time, mm -hmm. travel is what kind of, like...
1: So, I was very much looking forward to that trip. So, Barcelona, for context, was my 30th birthday trip, 30th country.
0: That was. It was the epic ending to your lifetime goal at this Mm -hmm. particular
1: time. So... Mentally, I think I had a lot riding on it. I was like, this is gonna be an amazing trip. It's gonna be a culmination of just everything that we've done. It's gonna be perfection. And I planned it. I thought everything is just, it's gonna flow. Cause once I get there, I don't have to think about anything. It's just a matter of showing up and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And then then to have that like start falling apart, you're like, oh, this is just like every other day where you're just trying to make lemonade. And that was not what this was supposed to be. This was supposed to be champagne and caviar from start to finish. Mm -hmm. So
0: do you think that disappointment weighed really heavy?
1: Oh, it totally did.
0: So sometimes I feel like sometimes the situation can be already shit, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to go from sugar to shit. But like mentally, if you're already in a bad space, anything that goes wrong makes it even worse.
1: And, but that's the thing. I've had some trips that by all accounts should be bad. Like Rome. I didn't get to make it to where I wanted to go. I had no money. I was just flying by the seat of my pants, but it ended up being a really good trip. Whereas Barcelona, I'm like, I think in my mind, even then I couldn't figure out why it wasn't like Rome. or well, why. I
0: think what happened was you rescheduled and then it was a sister's trip. So it was our, her 30th for our sisters. And we were, uh, my sister Diame, our sisters Diame. Mm-hmm. And I were trying to, like, turn it around, so we kind of were, like, getting into it and doing our makeup and laughing and drinking. And we're having a really good time. And we lost track of time. And when we lost track of time, then we missed the next tour. And that was just, the spiral was already spiraling even further. Yeah. (laughs) It just got to the point where, I don't know if you guys ever been on a trip with a person who's a plan A or type A planner. Um, It just spiraled. It just was, like being with a tyrant. Like you started turning into like a dictator cause you were just like, we are gonna make this. And it just sucked well, the life out of it. For everybody involved. It's
1: difficult because-
0: It was like one of my worst trips. Thank well, God I had been there already.
1: Right? So you wanna be able to like let go and enjoy the fun. But a perspective I have, and not just with travel, with anything, is that someone's gotta coordinate things. Yeah, Every if everyone is like, we're just gonna see what we see and go with the flow, you're probably not going to get much done. So for me, I don't mind being the person like, hey, we're going to get this done. Here's our mission. Here's what we're doing. Even if it comes to something fun like travel, it's still mission-oriented. And so I thought, okay, take your foot off the gas for a little bit. Let's enjoy this. And then literally the moment I take my foot off the gas, the one thing I would never want to happen happens. We lose track of time and miss a tour, lose out on that money after already having the tour. Like this is our... This is our backup plan and not even backup plan. This is our like ramshackle, put it together plan right. after the first plan already went to shit. And so I'm like, okay, plan A is gone. Plan B is down the drain. What is plan C?
0: What did we end up doing?
1: <laughs> um, just <sighs> at that point, I think we ended up just going to our evening plans. We went to uh, the flamenco show.
0: Because it was the next thing we had to do. Did you like the flamingo show, at least?
1: I did, but we were already in a bad place. And then from there, it just kept on downhill. So that's the problem, is that sometimes things can start going downhill and you can recover it. Mm-hmm. But there was no recovery for it. It just ended up, like, there would be some small highs, but they were always tempered out by really sudden lows. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a challenging trip. But I think it's one of those, it's like, it's a polar opposite of London to me. I had high expectations for London. I had high expectations for Barcelona. And I thought for sure London will never match up with my expectations. But then it did. And maybe because of how positive that experience went, I thought, well, Barcelona will too. And then when it didn't, it made it even more emotionally devastating. And it was harder to pull myself back from
0: that. Because it was 30. It yeah. Was 30. Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a planning failure. Just kind of... I wouldn't
1: say a planning failure. I'm going to say that Viator and whoever I booked my tour through, yeah. through a monkey wrench, and I did leave them a TripAdvisor review because they deserved the worst review. I was... Oh. mm Disappointed. Mm -hmm. I actually wish I could have written it down just so I could tell you right now to never book with them because they're unreliable. They're sad. Uh huh. They're sad. (laughs) So,
0: the fourth trip that you came up with was Bali, Mm -hmm. which in most people's experiences is always amazing. Like, people love Bali. However, it has made your worst list. How is that even possible?
1: Oh, I've I've heard that. I've never heard anyone come back from Bali with a bad experience. Never. And yet somehow just it had nothing to do with the place other than the mosquitoes. That was probably the one thing about the place that truly did me wrong. And it just had everything to do with so many other factors. Like, first of all, I... Well, okay, I have a
0: question. Mm. Did you plan this trip? Because I did trip. not. So it wasn't your trip?
1: And you know what? That's probably the truth for a control freak like me is that I had no say in the planning. And so when I showed up, I'm just going on with other people's itineraries. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, you know, from Paris, that is not my strong suit. We went from like the highs of London to like, hey, miss, what are we doing in Paris? Oh, what do you guys want to do? I want to do whatever you put on the itinerary is exactly what I want to do. First off, I
0: was tired. We all were tired. (laughs) Everybody <laughs> was tired and I was trying to be a people pleaser and nobody could keep up that pace for another six days. We were no, exhausted. No. We
1: didn't have to keep up that pace. I we just... did. We
0: went to the Louvre.
1: No, no. I, I'll put Bible it like this. Hour.
0: We did everything that you're supposed to do major yeah, you're right. with the traffic and the shitty ass transportation and the people trying to hustle you out of your money that you could do in Paris.
1: That is true. But back to Bali, I just yes. typically for me, I'll put it like this. Either I'm fully in control or my foot's off the gas and I'm, in, I'm not even in the passenger seat because I might like passenger seat drive and side seat drive. I'm just like way in the back and that's good enough for me. Go along with what's there. Right. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to question what's there.
0: Right.
1: And in that instance, I happen to be traveling with like new friends. So I was traveling with um, Noel, who I've known for like 12 years at this point. Mm-hmm. And then I was traveling with people that she knew. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to get to know new people during travel. There's nothing quite like that experience because you fast forward into knowing them. Mm-hmm. You can't like be casual friends when you're in a new environment because this becomes like your main ally. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting, like getting to know new people and then being in Bali. Plus, I, that was again another stressful period in my life. Literally was coming off of like the roughest week. And I had ordered all my clothes way too late. Oh, I So guess. I literally, all of it got delivered while I was at work. And I got done with work at like 5 p.m. And my flight's at like 8 p.m. Right. So I get home and I'm like ripping open the clothes, trying to try them on while also like throwing stuff in my bag. It was such a mess. And I thought, well, I kind of created a look. But then things started fitting weird. I was like, oh, no. Okay, these pants are a little tight, so I'm not going to take them. So I just need to replace them with, like, some jean shorts. That's fine. Okay, this top is fitting a little baggy, so I'm just going to replace it, like, with this basic tank top that I have. So this is a trip where I kind of ended up, like, half going with what I had, half shopping out of my closet. And then finally I thought, you know what? F it all. I'm just going to put it in the bag, and we're going to see what fits when I'm there. Nothing (laughs) is the... (laughs) is the answer to that. Nothing fit like it needed to. Everything felt so awkward on me. And I thought, I've never been in this situation before where everything feels weird and I don't feel like myself because I don't feel stylish. So that probably contributed to some of it. Then we got there and I've never, like, even with the mosquito attack from Cuba, when someone left the window open, granted... I did okay there because I had, like, my full... We,
0: really fo- we already talked about that the fact that the window was no, not no. left open. There was no window.
1: It's fine. You don't have to explain it. We just know that it happened, and sometimes it'll get referenced because it is now a part of my life story. Is that time that I got attacked by mosquitoes in Cuba by no fault of my own. Or even the mosquitoes. They were just drawn to it by a Maybe third party. Maybe
0: sweet, succulent scent that they just could not, like... <laughs> be around maybe that's, it's you that's or what you're going anybody with? else oh
1: there is there is that possibility oh, Oh my goodness. So I did use bug spray in Bali and it seemed to actually make them bolder and worse. (laughs) I was spraying like that mosquito repellent everywhere. I was choking on it and those bugs were all over me. And so I got like a series of bites on my feet. Like, and I'm not just talking on the top of my feet. They bit the bottom of my feet. Do you know how uncomfortable it is to walk on a mosquito bite? Like just on your big toe and on the ball of your foot, you're just like, Oh, ouch. And then, so I wasn't thinking about it. I was sitting at, like, lunch one day, and I had gotten, like, three mosquito bites in close proximity on the top of my foot. So I started, like, just kind of scratching it. and But then I kept on, because I'm like, oh, finally relief. And I looked down, and I realized I literally scratched off the first two, like, top two layers of skin. It was like an open wound, because the mosquito bite had just... Like, ah. oh, my goodness. It, it hadn't been one bite I could have lived with it, but it was, like, three bites. Right. And I had, like, no anti-itch cream, and we were, like, on this kind of tour. They had their own itinerary, so I couldn't be like, hey, guys, why don't we stop at a pharmacy? And I mentioned it a time or two, and, like, finally, after I'd already opened my wound and some other stuff happened, we stopped at a pharmacy, and I could get, like, some um, antihistamines. But, I mean, the damage was done. I would scarred myself. <laughs>
0: Had open wound
1: yeah, I did have an open wound which was bad enough until we went to a spa and we're like okay we're all gonna get scrubs and we're gonna take those like flower baths because like you took a flower bath it was yeah. a magical experience I'm sure for you <laughs> it was not that experience for me Because as I'm like, she's getting ready to do my scrub, it's like icy in the air, and I'm thinking, man, you've got me naked over here, and (laughs) I bet you there's mosquitoes just lurking.
0: You couldn't even let your guard down. (laughs) I could not.
1: I was like, hey, can you uh, just like use citronella oil on me? Just please lather me in it. I don't even care if you massage me. Just pour citronella on me, please. Right. (laughs) So we're getting ready to start the scrub, and I mentioned, I'm like, oh, my foot's a little hurt. Just don't. Don't touch my foot. Like, nothing below my ankles. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And we're doing good. She's scrubbing, getting all that dead skin off. I'm like, okay, finally, things are getting better. So you're relaxed? Yeah, I'm relaxed. And then she just, like, I feel like she just takes a glob of, like, a salt scrub and pops it on my foot. And before I can say anything, and I scream. As you would, because she is literally rubbing salt in my wound. I I just started crying because I thought I've probably gotten like three new mosquito bites <laughs> and you've decided to victimize me some more. So then after this, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want your flower bath? And I was like, I don't even know if I should put this foot in water at this point. So I get in the water and I like have one foot laying outside <laughs> because I'm afraid to put this open wound in there I don't know what these flowers are emitting. There's probably gonna be something that makes me burn in there I don't know for all... just wasn't sure So after that I realized I can't wear any of my shoes Because I brought some like sanooks that have like a little thing right across my open wound Mm -hmm. that has now been even scrubbed farther open. And I have sneakers Mm -hmm. and none of those, like anytime I try and put them on, I can just feel it scraping against the raw skin. It was practically to the bone, I know. So I end up getting flip flops. And just for context, I gave up on flip flops. Like it was a new year's resolution to never wear flip flops, like three years prior to that experience. So this is the first time anyone would have seen me in flip flops in years. And now I'm wearing a less-than-fabulous wardrobe and flip-flops, and I just do not feel any way like myself. Which was only exacerbated when you finally decided to post on Facebook, "What's going on? You don't even look like my sister. (laughs) What are you wearing?"
0: And she wasn't like these jean shorts and a t- she doesn't dress like that. Oh, well, let
1: me tell you about that day so that you understand how difficult that was. Because we we haven't even gotten to how rough this vacation was. We're in like their zoo and they've got like the owls and the orangutans out. And there's an orangutan and, like you can walk up and take a picture with it. And I was right. like, okay, yeah. I mean, I don't look great, but we're going to turn this day around. I'm going to like get a picture with an orangutan. Right. So I'm standing in front of it. And everything is going good. There's a series of photos that I will never share with anyone. Don't ask. People have asked and I won't share it. But all I know is I'm standing there and I get bopped on the head by an orangutan. And I don't know whether he was trying to punch me or feel my hair. But we do see that he was going in for a second when I escaped. And they restrained him. You got chased by an
0: orangutan.
1: Yes. So after that, they're like, oh, we have an owl over there. Do you want to, like, get a picture with it? And I was like, no. No. Do you see what just happened to me? Do you not understand where I am in my life right now? I don't want to go near this orangutan. I don't want to go near this owl either. I'm done. I was like, I don't even want to be around this. I bet your enclosures aren't that serious. These animals are going to get out. Now, mind you, like in Cuba, do you remember when the peacock attacked me?
0: yeah birds
1: don't like you well apparently neither do primates
0: (laughs) well no we were in thailand and you had like a little monkey sit on your shoulder
1: you're right you know that monkey was just chilling but this orangutan was not so after that i was like man i don't think this could get worse which i should have never allowed that thought process to cross my (laughs) mind because sure enough they got worse so we're just continuing on with this vacation I'm still ate up by mosquitoes. We decide to like go do yoga outside and we do restorative yoga. And I'll tell you, that's actually probably the best part of the trip. Worst part for others, because I'm sure I embarrass them. We're doing this restorative yoga and I don't know if you've done it before. Have you? No. It's supposed to be, it's like yin yoga, but even more comfortable. You don't, you're not really stretching. They're like, the point is that you're supposed to get into meditating. So you've got pillows. They're like, if you feel any discomfort, let us know. We're going to put another pillow around you. And so you lay in these positions for 20 minutes. Every time I lay down, I fell asleep and like snoring sleep. (laughs) They're like, (laughs) Noelle was tapping me like, we're changing positions. I
0: was like, well, I'm restoring. come back. (laughs) Which thankfully that was
1: just a good experience because I needed that reprieve because then it continued to get worse. I know, unbelievable that this trip that already sounds like so much fun (laughs) could continue to find its way downhill. Right. So we're doing like pool days and one of the days we go to like this kind of day club Mm -hmm. and it's, in, there's a massive pool and it's right up against the ocean. You pay to get in and you've got like your drinks and your food. Everything's awesome. I'm like, oh, this is great. We're really partaking in the beverages. And then it starts raining, which is like when it's warm and you're in a pool, the rain is awesome. I'm like, I'm loving this. I'm loving life. And at the end of the day, we have to, like, get out and walk down these stone stairs. And I'm wearing these flip-flops that I gave up wearing. So, clearly, I'm not accustomed to it. Stone stairs. I want you to understand. Full stone staircase. I'm walking down in these flip-flops in the rain, drunk. And I miss a stair. And I fall down a flight of stairs. You just fall? No, I mean, I'd love to say that I fell. But I, like, rolled down a flight of stairs. (laughs) And when I get up, I'm massively bruised. I find out that I have entirely cracked and crushed the screen of my phone. And I just, I don't know if there's any coming back from it. It would have been bad enough that I'd harmed myself, that my foot was bleeding again, and that I was like drunk on the ground in the rain in front of a bunch of people after falling down a set of stairs. But now I see that I've actually damaged my phone with like $800 worth of damage. Really exciting. And at this point, I'm thinking, fuck this entire <laughs> country. <laughs> if I don't get out of here, I'm going to lose my mind. So after all of that, I, I think, yeah, I think that might have been everything that happened that was wrong there.
0: Because you left the next day, right?
1: I did leave the next day and I needed to be, to be gone. <laughs> That it. We needed to call it quits. So I went to Malaysia after that. And even there, I couldn't get into it. I was so taken out of vacation mode by that. The only thing that recovered it is when you're like, hey, I'm not doing anything this weekend. And I was like, well, why don't we meet up? Because <laughs> I need to see a face right now. <laughs> We met up in Abu Dhabi. And that was lovely. That really turned it around.
0: Five-star hotel.
1: Yes. Except there I am in a five-star hotel in my shitty clothes that I bought in, <laughs> in Bali trying to recover my wardrobe. But you look nice, though. I, I was able to kind of pull it together, but why did I even buy clothes in Bali? Everything is in like a size zero-zero. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to fit one foot in this and call it a day. That, it was just a really rough vacation, like I just so
0: do you think that the trips make themselves better, or do you think there's contributing factors, or how i mean obviously you weren't able to recover from any of these, so
1: I mean like, I'll put it like this. Vietnam, as I look back on, was actually a really cool experience. Cambodia, the same. And they had some really amazing things happen. But I think that was the joy of having so much time, is that you could recover. But when I think about, like, Barcelona and Bali, it was just like, okay. It's not like, oh, one great thing happens, and then, like, one bad thing happens, and I have a few days. It was like, bad, 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 good, bad. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I'm happy yeah. that you were able to limp out of Bali. Yeah. I do think you should go back. I've been, it's been amazing.
1: Clearly I need to go back. Everyone just loves Bali. And I'm like, are you sure though? Are you sure that you didn't get like punched by an orangutan or anything? Because maybe if you had experienced that, you would understand how I feel. Maybe.
0: But, um, all right. Well, <laughs> that is all we have. Um, cause I don't know how else to end on this. I mean, she was punched by an orangutan.
1: How much more can happen?
0: How much more could go worse? But, um, that is all we have. Thank you, Lexi, for your time. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and uh, have a great day.